So today we're going to be blessed by uh, our wonderful pastor intern, Elliot Radiki. We're so looking forward to this. So bless you, brother, as you, you bring Gary. the word. Thank you. Well, good morning. Uh, we are going to continue in our series of, of It's Not Too Late. Um, and today we're going to be focusing on If Only. Um, I, I have a very vivid memory of something feeling way too late for me. Uh, I was volunteering at a church and attending this church, and I met this girl. And she was volunteering in the same room I was. And then I didn't see her volunteering there again. And then I saw her a few more times at the church, and I was very curious to who she was and what she was about. And be, me being me, I, I didn't know how to ask for her phone number. Um, and so that just kind of held off and held off. And then I saw her at a restaurant I was working at. She wasn't coming to visit me, but she was eating with her family or her friends. And then I learned that she was a general manager at a restaurant in New Brighton. And I'm like, all right, this could be my chance. And I still didn't ask for the number. So then I did something fairly weird. Um, I knew, I have a little bit of restaurant history, I knew that GMs usually have their email on their website. Yeah, 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 I, I did. I looked it up, I found the email, and I emailed her. And I said, hey, could I come and visit you at your work? And she said this in her response. Hey, exclamation point, this is good news. Yep, I actually do work tomorrow afternoon until 5. Sweet. Just a heads up, though, in case it changes your visit, I'm actually, visit I'm actually in a relationship. So there are certain boundaries I need to respect. Smiley face. <laughs> Hope you have a blessed day, exclamation point. It was too late. Like, if I would have known she was in a relationship, if I would have known, I wouldn't have done that. I wouldn't have been that weird to send her an email on her work email. <laughs> Ever feel like that with God, though? Where, like, if you would have known earlier, you would have done something different. You wouldn't have felt silly or you wouldn't have felt stressed. Like, if I would have only known, I could have done something different. Today, we're going to explore those feelings of, God, where were you? God, why didn't you show up? God, if I only knew we're going to look at a story in John chapter 11, and just a little context of what's happening. Jesus and his disciples, they're in an area called Perea, because if they go near Jerusalem, which is about 20, 30 miles away, they know that they could get stoned, they could get put in prison because of what Jesus was doing, the bold claims of who he was, the miracles he was performing. So they're like, let's just stay out of Jerusalem Stay away from the religious leaders that want us, and let's be in Perea. So as they're there, they, they catch wind, and they hear news that Jesus' dear friend Lazarus has become ill. Lazarus is in the town of Bethany, and Bethany's two miles away from Jerusalem. So there's complexities now. Should we go? Should we stay? And, and Jesus is like, all right, let's, let's just stay here, boys. Let's just stay here and wait. After a little bit of waiting, Jesus tells his disciples, all right, boys, it's time for us to go. Lazarus is asleep. Let's go wake him up. His disciples aren't morning people, so they're like, Jesus, no, let him sleep. And also, it's Jerusalem close by. We could get stoned. And Jesus is like, no, he's dead. And it's time for us to go. His disciples are like, well, Jesus, you could have done something. You knew. Why didn't you show up? If only you would have healed him. 
I guess we're going to go to and die with him. Jesus is making his way over to Bethany, and he's confronted by Lazarus' sisters, Mary and Martha. And they're upset, rightfully so. Jesus, why didn't you show up earlier? You're too late now. It's been four days since he's died. It's too late. You could have done something. Jesus is continuing to make his way to where Lazarus is, and a crowd shows up because that's what happens with Jesus is a crowd usually follows him, and Jesus gets to the gravesite, and he's overcome with emotion, and he just weeps. And the people in the crowd are like, why is Jesus crying? I saw this guy heal somebody who couldn't walk. Like, he t- laid hands on him, and he got up and walked. No, and another guy could have been saying, I, no, I saw him give sight to the blind. Like, if this was anybody that could have done something, it was Jesus. Why is he sad about it? Jesus then says, all right, let's, we got to move that gravestone. And he gets big pushback. Jesus, you don't know. You're late. It's been four days. His body is starting to decompose. It's too late for you to do anything. And then Jesus convinces him, and he prays, and he calls Lazarus out by name. And there's Lazarus walking out, who was once dead, is now alive. And the people are amazed, and Jesus says, all right, take his grave clothes off and let him go. I, I get so pumped up by stories like these. Like, I'm so motivated. My faith is so strong of like, all right, God, you, you have me on the right path. I know you're with me. You're going to show up in incredible ways. And then Monday morning hits, and I'm trying to get the kids to childcare, and I'm running late to where I need to be, and I'm missing in a homework assignment, and I'm wondering, God, what is going on here? Why is it so hard? If only it was a little bit easier. If only I didn't have all these things happening. And I forget who Jesus is. And so I believe that there's a few truths. These aren't the only three truths to help us overcome our if-onlys, but there's three pretty powerful ones here. And the first one is God's timing. John 11:4 says, When he heard this, Jesus said, he's speaking to his disciples, the sickness will not end in death. No, it's for God's glory so that, the, so that God's son may be glorified through it. This story would have been completely different if Jesus kind of did what the disciples thought was the right timing, was to just heal him right away. Jesus could have done that. He could have been in Perea and healed somebody 20 miles away, but he chose to wait. God's timing isn't our, our timing. That's so true in my life. Uh, I, I went to a community college did two years there, and then I felt, all right, to move up to Duluth and pursue an elementary, elementary education degree. So as I'm up there, my first semester, God kind of put it on my heart to, to do something. And so he led me to Youth with a Mission, and I did a six-month discipleship training school. It was absolutely incredible. I got done with that, and I was like, all right, I feel a little bit clearer of a direction of where God has me. Two months later, I was presented with an opportunity to manage at a restaurant I was working at. And so here I have an open door of what God's calling me to do, of continuing to finish my degree, or to manage at a restaurant. And I'm like, God, where, where do you have this? What's going on here? Both doors were open, and it felt really to manage at the restaurant. So I started managing. Three years later, God's kind of tugging at my heart again. I'm like, all right, 
it's time to move on to what I have next for you. God, why didn't you tell me that earlier? I could have been done with my degree. Then I could have managed a restaurant. Uh, God, if only I would have known. So I left the restaurant, moved down to the Twin Cities area, lived with my younger brother without a job, got a job, started working, and then God continued to put things on my heart. So I got married, finished my four-year degree with two kids, Lila, who is going to be five in November, and Aiden, who's going to be three in February, finished that. And then I got a teaching job. And at my first year teaching, just this past year, and I'm kind of wondering too, like, God, why didn't you just kind of show me the plan before? Why didn't you tell me before? And then as I'm teaching, God's putting it on my heart to do seminary. Like, God, come on, why didn't you tell me earlier? God, if I would have known that's where you had me go, I would have finished my degree, I would have gone into seminary school, and then I would have been further along. But I would have also missed some of the greatest experiences I'm experiencing now. All because of God's timing is different than my own. So here's what I want us to do. I want us to just take a moment. If you're writing something down on paper, maybe you have your phone, pull your phone out, open up a new note. And I want you to write down this verse. Proverbs chapter 3, 5 through 6. Maybe you've heard this before. Maybe this is the first time hearing it. But it says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways submit to him. And he'll make your path straight. I don't feel like my path was perfectly straight. I feel like there was bumps and turns and all that. But God's plan was way better than mine. God's timing was way more impactful than mine. God's timing of his miracle through Jesus and Lazarus was way different than what the disciples would have planned. The disciples would have healed him. But Jesus had a greater glory for them. The second truth I want us to kind of look at is to remove your gravestone. Uh, Pastor Greg Rochelle has a, an incredible book called Winning the War in Your Mind. And, and he writes this. He says, our lies have been reinforced over and over to become bigger and stronger. We have believed them for so long that they become a part of us. And he shares how those lies, they, they kind of build like a, a fortress, a house around us. And, and they become like walls. He continues to say, we believe our walls protect us. We think they are impenetrable. And yet they often keep the truth unapproachable to us. The Lazarus's gravestone, that was unapproachable to the people. It was unapproachable of like, Jesus, you don't know what's on the other side of that. You have no idea what that's going to bring to us. Do not touch that. If Jesus would have listened and just go, you know what, you're right. Let's just keep that gravestone there. Let's leave Lazarus there. But there was greater truth on the other side of that. For me, with my story of like, God, not seminary, not right now. I got two kids. I just finished school. I don't want to go back. I like my job. I'm comfortable. Don't touch that. And some of the lies, um, like Gary shared last week, in overcoming excuses. Sometimes those gravestones can be excuses. That it's too late. That, I, I, well, I'm, I'm at this age, or I have kids, I don't have the finances. Those, those gravestones become unapproachable to us. But yet there's greater truth 
on the other side. I love how the author of Hebrews writes in chapter 12. Therefore, since we're surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders, the sin that so easily entangles us, and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. We have to get through some gravestones. We have to get past some of those things that we are afraid of what's on the other side something that might not be approachable, something that might be frightening, something that might be unknown. We have to throw that off. And notice a great cloud of witnesses. It, it's people around you. Jesus not only had Mary and Martha, he didn't just have his disciples, but he also had a crowd around him. Same with my life. I had my family, my friends that encouraged me and goes, you know what, I, I can see God working in this area. God's going to help you out. God's going to provide a way. So what would happen if this week, not only did you kind of reflect back on that verse in Proverbs, but if, what, God, what, what's that gravestone you have? Or maybe you, you know your gravestone, you know what's there and that what's preventing you, and you just need help working through it. Gary talked earlier about Corey Bush's class. Sign up for that. It might help you work through some of the things you're experiencing now through the practice of prayer and relying on the Holy Spirit's direction in your life. That could be a really good next step for you when you're working through that gravestone or what's on the other side of it. Have a blessed day, exclamation point. Goodness, that just bothered me. I don't know why. She had a smiley face, too, in the email and an exclamation point of excitement. I'm the person that when I text, I'll send a couple exclamation points because I'm just excited. So I was like, is she excited? Is she not excited? Like, what is she doing? And I, I wrestled with the feeling, oh, do I go and visit her? Do I still show up? Or is that super weird? Do I just, like, disconnect? And then we have this awkward, like, hey, I think you emailed me on my work computer. Weird. But I, I wrestled with it. And I don't know if it was the Holy Spirit talking to me or if it was my stomach of like, hey, this could be a free sympathy meal if I show up here at this restaurant. <laughs> and, and so I, I showed up. I showed up. I got there. And I tell you what, my wife would tell you she was so glad I did. I learned through the few hours of sitting there and talking with her that she just got an out of a relationship and she didn't want to start another one. She was afraid to step into what maybe God was calling her into too. Which brings to the third truth. We have to step into life. Notice how Jesus calls Lazarus out by name. Thankfully, Lazarus wasn't the only Lazarus in there. It would have been weird if it was like Lazarus with two R's or Lazarus B and then Jesus had to send like two dead people back, and they're like, no, we're just going to keep this one. Uh, it was just him. But he called him by name. Jesus is calling us by name. And we also have to battle somebody else speaking into our lives, too. Again, in this book, I, I know I'm using it a lot, but it's so good. Grishel writes, Satan will whisper accusing questions deceptive statements. 
He schemes to twist your mind because if he can, he diverts you from your purpose, distracts you from God's voice, and destroys your potential. Thankfully, John 10, 10 says, the, devil, uh, the thief comes to kill, steal, and destroy, but I, I, Jesus, have come to bring life and life to the fullest. There are two voices, one that's gonna continue to keep you away from your purpose, and another voice that's calling you into life, calling you to remove your gravestones, calling you to step up and step out and walk into the purpose God has called you to. I'm going to invite the worship team to come up. We need to be following the voice that's calling us. We need to start overcoming some of our if-onlys, whether it's God's timing. If only, God, you told me earlier. God, it's too late now. We need to identify those gravestones of what's on the other side of it. And if you still have your phone out, I want you to write down this next verse. It's in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, 17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away, and behold. What a powerful word that is. Behold, the new has come. So this week, maybe you go back to your, your note and maybe you go back to your phone and look at Proverbs chapter 3. Maybe you look at 2 Corinthians 5. Or maybe for you, it's just writing down a lie that you believe and you believe the opposite. God, what if you're actually calling me into something greater? The unknown on the other side, I don't know what it is, but God, you have something greater in store. So God, we thank you. We thank you that your timing is perfect. God, that what you have planned for us is greater than anything we could have imagined. Holy Spirit, direct us this week. Help us overcome our if-onlys. Help us overcome those feelings of it being too late. And help us to step into life, to remove the things that are holding us back and to live out the purpose that you've called us to do to listen to the voice that's calling us by name. And God, we can't do this without you. It might feel weird. It might feel awkward. But God, you're right there with us. And we thank you for your faithfulness. We thank you that you have power to bring uh, life into death, sight to the blind, 